it was a very hard task for us being a very small team to organize such a large um, concert and a tribute campaign but it was all worth it to see people actually feeling what we are doing and everyone was talking about how it is nice to support each other and be there for each other can a single spark of care start a movement hi i am rini sinha and i'm part of the team behind ember we are an initiative by the shm foundation that works with community based mental health initiatives in low resource settings so that they can grow and thrive the covid-19 pandemic has made mental health a much more urgent topic of conversation globally many of us have felt our own mental health and also that of our loved ones suffer it has just shown us how important it is to have easy access to the right care and support through our work we meet incredible people working with passion and creativity to deliver mental health care tackle stigma and build spaces of support in communities around the world often with slim resources and little recognition they face tons of challenges but there is a common thread that connects them their spark to make a difference sparks of care is a podcast series bringing you all their stories you will get to meet these wonderful people and find out what ignited their passion in mental health what has kept them motivated to care for people even in the toughest of times in this episode i speak to the cafs team who are based out of sri lanka over to them so i'm jessel um i'm a child and adolescent psychologist by profession i'm also the founding director of the child and adolescent and family services so cafs so i'm rimali I started off um initially joined as an intern but I've been here around 3 years now and yes I'm involved in the clinical work we do here research work um workshops campaigns so I do a little bit of different streams of work here at CAFS I'm Madonna I am a volunteer for CAFS and I currently work as a content strategist for CAFS I am mostly in charge of the marketing and the promotional aspect of CAFS and I'm also involved in other things that we do at CAFS as well. CAFS has been a dream of mine ever since um I was ever since I finished my masters. I've carried my masters out in the UK. And obviously when you compare services over there with what we've got here in Sri Lanka, um I felt that there was a need to, you know, develop something that was similar. um because right now in sri lanka a lot of the services that we have is more towards the medical model and where you would be seeing clients is more in a clinical in a hospital setting a clinical hospital sort of setting mm-hmm. and one, upon my return to sri lanka i realized that since i work a lot with kids it was very difficult to you know build that same rapport i used to be able to do when i was um seeing clients back in the uk Um, in a small sort of porky room, and I had a lot of kids who didn't want to come in because it was a hospital setting. And regardless of what the clients felt, I myself didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always wanted to create a space that was more homely, more welcoming. Doesn't feel like you're going to see a doctor who's gonna, you know, give you a diagnosis and make it really difficult. 
if you could just take our listeners through what a typical work day is for you so today is actually yeah i'm at the clinic today and there's a kid with autism that um i work with so i usually have a session with him every morning so we had um i had that session with him and after we finish we usually get together as a team and all of we have a little bit of time that we sit where we all sit together and sort of discuss through things what needs to be done um in the coming week what has been done and in between sometimes we have clients coming in that need assessments run and then we also have a little time where we sit amongst each other and just chat as well not about work but other things that's usually how it goes it feels like it's a home you're not walking into a clinic it it's a it feels like you're walking into somebody's home to go visit them and see them to me it's like coming from my home to another home because it's very welcoming just as you enter the gates there is a small garden and it's just basically a house converted into a space that invites you to be who you are regardless of where you're coming from So I just wanted to ask you uh, do you have like a favorite activity that you like to conduct during workshops which you personally really enjoy doing with the kids We start our workshops with a little bit of physical activities so we get kids to get into groups and we do a little bit of relays sometimes so just to see them all working with each other and sometimes they're joking or laughing um and like the teamwork or the roundabout ways they try to get to win um that makes me really happy to see that and also cuz it's um creative therapy workshops that we do we do a lot of paint work where we get kids to just draw something so just draw something about your hopes or dreams for the future and just to see what they come up with and that itself generates conversation as well so that's another one of my favorite activities that we do with them we're all well aware that covid has further intensified the stress to meet the needs of the community and everybody in general is just struggling with their own mental health so i just wanted to know from you what is that one thing that keeps you going during these uh, stressful times in in our case if if one person is not feeling really fit or mentally fit the other person would definitely have her back so that that support and that that really helps us to move forward and being patient in uncertain times definitely helps me move forward as well there are different ways in which you can support a person it doesn't necessarily just have to be through therapy for example it could be through having awareness campaigns it could be through conducting research that could maybe inform policy and so there are different things that you can do you won't necessarily be stuck in just one thing either One thing that's really struck in my mind is from one of the awareness campaigns that we did back in 2017. So at CAVS we try to do at least two uh large campaigns uh, for the community every year. And uh, one of our focuses is on autism and the other focuses on suicide prevention. So in 2017 we had a campaign for suicide prevention in September. where we wanted to invite uh musicians and artists from um different fields to um have a concert because uh as 
as I remember, I think Chester Bennington, the um, the founder of Linking Park, he also passed away the same year. So, bunch of uh, rock artists they came to us and they said they wanted to do a tribute concert. So what we did was we we kind of combined our idea of suicide awareness with uh, their idea of uh, paying tribute to Chester, and we had a concert called Live. So at that concert, I remember. Um, we sang One More Light because that was one of Chester's very famous songs and almost everyone was just crying out loud and they were holding candles and they were like thinking about loved ones who have taken their lives uh, for suicide and at that moment I felt like because people were talking how rock artists and people who listen to rock music doesn't necessarily uh, put out their emotions very well but I could really see the humanness coming out that day and so it was very rewarding for me. We do workshops as well with um, children, uh, so art therapy based workshops sometimes we do. When you see the kids having fun and at the end of the workshop when they tell us to come back again or maybe an activity that we do with them helps one of them open up and it opens up this space where we could then have a conversation with them. It, that's one of those moments where you feel, oh, okay, yeah, I'm actually helping um, this person. We have uh, individuals volunteering with us to help us run the campaigns, people, participants that come on the day of the event. And when they're asking you questions about, for example, we have an, a campaign on autism awareness. And when you hear people asking you questions and wanting to know more, that makes me really happy as well, the fact that I can actually give them that information and make at least one person aware of this condition. So maybe for somebody who is planning to work in this field but is feeling a bit sceptical as to if they should actually jump into it or not, so what would be that one piece of advice that uh, you'd like to give them at this point? I had to start from scratch, but I started from scratch to ensure that nobody else has to do the same thing and that there is a platform for people um, to, you know, start from. And I was like, if you have the passion, if you want to do the extra work, you know, if you want to get your hands dirty and, you know, get down to the field level and, you know, there are some sacrifices you're going to have to make at the beginning because everybody who's qualified who comes up with their masters, who comes up with, you know, a couple of years of experience under their sleeve, you know, expects a certain level of recognition or, you know, to earn a certain amount of money. But mm. I think in a profession like ours, in a country like ours, you, you have to, you know, be okay to start from the bottom. But as much as it's hard, it's also so much more rewarding. It really brings me a lot of joy to see the amount of people we've helped in terms of service users and also in terms of, you know, new budding psychologists who didn't have a platform before where they can be themselves, where they can, you know, learn in a nurturing environment. It's just a friendly sort of atmosphere that resonates with all of the members that are at CAPS, the, the team at CAPS. Um, and a lot of our service users feel like once they've started coming in, they, you know, grab their book, they know where to go, they know who is around, they, they have a chat with people and that essence of love and friendliness uh, that resonates. With this, we come to the end of this episode of Sparks of Care. 
Thanks a lot to the entire CAFS team for sharing their experiences with us. It really was inspirational. A little bit of hope, a little bit of inspiration is really what we need to make the world a better place. If you want to know more about CAFS's work, you can go visit their website at cafs.lk. They are also available on Instagram. Their handle is cafs underscore Sri Lanka. If you would like to know more about our work, do come visit us at embermentalhealth.org or follow us on Twitter. We are available at ember underscore image. Thanks a lot for tuning in. See you next time. Until then, let's keep the sparks of care alive.